Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Suplexes, a part of Suplexes Scores and Save Points, your home for all things wrestling, sports, and video games. And before we get started, I just want to say if you are a fan of Sasha Banks, Naomi, Ric Flair, or Conrad Thompson, you may get a little upset with this podcast. <laughs> just going to throw that out there right now. I expect people to listen to this and be mad at the things I say. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get all that, obviously, the big stories. But first, I am Ryan, and with me is my, my co-host, my brother, Nathan. I got my popcorn ready. I'm ready for this. Um, so, obviously, we've got two big stories that happened this week in professional wrestling. We will also be covering everything that happened on the show. Well, not everything, because uh, let's be honest, we're not – wrestling this week was not very good. So – um, some, some stuff was good. It was all right. So, yeah. So, obviously, I think we should just start with the big story of the week, which is the announcement that Ric Flair will be coming out of retirement at, how old is he, 75 years old, 74? Um, he will be doing one last match. Uh, he's 73. So it'll be July 31st, 2022 at Nashville Fairgrounds. Uh, this is the day after uh, SummerSlam. Um, before we get into what Conrad Thompson said about this, defending it, what are your thoughts on this, Nathan? Uh, do you think this is a good idea? Do you think this is something that should be happening? Or are you concerned? Uh, all three. So here, here's the deal. <laughs> No, I don't think it should be happening for two reasons. One, he's 73. Nobody wants to see him taking bumps. Nobody wants to see him falling on his face. And two, he's already been retired. He had the perfect send-off. I don't understand why we need to have another one. Yeah, so, look, I'm going to get into what Conrad Thompson said um, and uh, why I feel like it was the wrong way for um, him to address this. On the uh, My World with Jeff Jarrett podcast, um, he went on to say, the Nature Boy is going to walk that aisle one last time. I know there's been some pushback and people who are all of a sudden are very concerned about Rick Flair's well-being. I'm going to stop right there. A, it's not all of a sudden. People have been worried about Rick Flair since he had his fucking, since he was in a coma. So this is not something that's been, yeah, that's not coming out of nowhere. We've all been saying he should never wrestle again. He should just relax and be done. So again, uh, going on, he said, um, I wonder if those are the same folks who are clamoring for Undertaker to have one more match or what they felt about Vince McMahon wrestling at WrestleMania or Jerry Lawler wrestling every other weekend. Again, dumb fuck. <laughs> You're really comparing 76, 74-year-old Ric Flair, 73-year-old Ric Flair, to Undertaker, who's what, 60, 50-something? Yeah. A... 
Undertaker hasn't been in a fucking coma. And B, Undertaker just re- he's been active recently. So it's not this isn't the same. You you can't compare Ric Flair coming back to the Undertaker. Right. And most of us did not like Vince McMahon at wrestling. And by the way, he didn't wrestle at WrestleMania. He did a clothesline and a that was it and took a shitty stunner. That was not wrestling. So again, can't compare it. And B, I've always said Jerry Waller probably shouldn't be wrestling anymore, but he still does. I mean, these are dumb comments, and I don't understand why he made the comparison to The Undertaker. Because I, I, I don't think very, very many people want to see The Undertaker come back to wrestling. Honestly, no. I think a lot of people were okay with it, and they're, they're happy for him, and, you know, he's moving on. He put his time in. And so, yeah, then he also said something about, you know, we never got to say goodbye. You know, is he forgetting that Ric Flair had the greatest send-off he could have? I mean, he had his wrestling, well, excluding his TNA run, which was disastrous. He ruined his whole legacy by doing that. He got his last match at WrestleMania against the guy everyone said is second to him, Shawn Michaels. Not everybody, but most people say Rick Flair is number one. Shawn Michaels is number two. At his age during that match, which was in his sixties, he had one of the one of his best matches against Shawn Michaels. Then the next night on Raw, he got a whole tribute to him with the whole roster coming out. What better send off can you have than that? Doing a shitty triple six man tag with no one that no one cares about. I mean, come on. I I just I don't I don't get this. I hate this. I, I I don't I think again I I am hoping that you know Conrad's gonna they're gonna do the right thing they're gonna keep it safe and you know not have him go crazy but it is Ric Flair the motherfucker's insane <laughs> I mean <laughs> I just I, uh, I, 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 I think, don't I I think one, I think one thing um that kind of showed how bad this could it be or how bad people will see it. Is they tried to get Ricky to Dragon Steamboat Ryan uh, to be in this match, and he declined. Yeah. So, um. Speaking of that, Conrad Thompson did uh put out a statement talking about um Ricky Steamboat's decision. Um, he did a, a uh, an interview with Wrestling Inc. and he said, "There's no way for me to have that conversation with you and not be negative or hurtful or rude." And I am not going to comment on it because I think a lot of Mr. Steamboat and hold him in high regard. I know what really happened and he knows what really happened. And I am disappointed that he put a statement out before we had an opportunity to put a bow on things, but that's not the whole story. And what the story, the whole story is nobody's business, I suppose. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Um, I don't either. I think, I think they probably told him, what he is going to be doing in the match he's like uh that's a little too much no (laughs) uh i mean think about it though on the other side ryan not only do you have rick flair you have you have the freaking rock and roll express okay so and who's going to carry this match like it's going to have to just be 
FTR just taking everything. Like, this is stupid. This, look, I, I don't know, man. He's got a fucking pacemaker. I know. And I'm just saying, like, I, I do not know Conrad Thompson personally. Obviously, I've never met the guy. I, I don't want to judge someone based on, you know, I just think he's shady. Um, and his podcasts are boring. I know I'm nothing special here. Our podcast isn't, you know, the, the end-all, be-all podcast. But Jesus Christ, could he get some excitement in his voice when he's talking? Like, can you have some sort of emotion? I know he's trying to be professional, but he puts me to sleep trying to listen to that motherfucker talk. I know he's his son-in-law, and I know he probably does care about him, but if he really did care, come on, man. He said he put out a whole statement saying that he got cleared by his doctor and that he's got cardio and shit and that he's good to go. And But, man, I how is that possible at his age to get cleared with a pacemaker to have a fucking wrestling match? Yeah, I I think this thing is a bad idea, and I think for people who we're all not thinking it's a bad idea because we don't want to see we're just concerned for the man. I mean, he's he was in a coma like two years ago, a year ago, wasn't it last yeah. year? Yeah, I mean that's why people don't want to see this happen. Plus, it's going to be a disaster. I could that. I mean, look at any of their older guys that are still wrestling. They can't do anything they used to be able to do. And it it's just going to be a bunch of old dudes in the ring to, doing chops and whatever. I just don't want to see it. I just don't want to see it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this, uh, again. Let's get your other big news topic, Ryan. So I, you're, you're already fired up. I'm already fired up. So here we go. The other news topic, I'm sure if you've lived under a rock, and you this is the only podcast you listen to, first of all, Thank you. Um, every other podcast and radio show and everybody's had an opinion on this and said their piece. So we got to talk about it too. During the Monday Night Raw tapings, Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out. Um, we don't have the full story. We have secondhand reports from WWE and from people reporting on it. Uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi have not put out statements. They have not said a word. So we don't have their side of the story. So all we have is what the official WWE statement was and what people have told other people, insiders. Like, what, what the other people have. So, again, this has changed multiple times um, throughout the week. Um, but the story itself, we've got updates and updates and updates and updates. So, it's changed a lot. But essentially, what I think happened was... They were going to advertise a six-pack challenge to main event Raw. It was going to be Sasha, Naomi, Becky Lynch, Asuka, Dewdrop, and Nikki A.S.H. The early reports was that Naomi was going to pin Sasha, but that has been, I think, rebutted and said that she was Naomi was going to pin Nikki. Um, this was going to lead to this was going to lead to Sasha Naomi getting a title shot at. Uh, Bianca at Hell in a Cell, and then reportedly Sasha was going to move on to SmackDown to feud with Ronda Rousey. Apparently, they didn't like that. Uh, apparently, they went into John Warnice's office and Vince McMahon's office, and they had words, and they apparently were not happy with the direction 
I guess they wanted to defend the tag team titles. I'm not 100% sure. I think from other reports that we've also read, a lot of people are saying that after they, because they're supposed to lose, obviously, they're not going to win the heavyweight or the, the same. And uh, they're both to lose. And after they lost, I think the creative after that is what they were upset about. Because apparently, a lot of a lot of reports were saying that uh, that they were not going to featured the tag team titles for a while and they were both going to be putting over other people for a while and yeah it's, it's weird stuff um so yeah we don't know all the details obviously but we know that much so here's my th- and, and apparently also they've said they felt disrespected um as tag team champions apparently here's the thing and i i'm a hundred percent expecting if anyone, if this does get out and people listen to this, a shit show of Na- Sub- Sasha Banks supporters coming at me and I will gladly take them on and I will gladly take that. But you mean to tell me that a world championship match, because let's remember Roman Reigns has not been on the show. Like he's probably, he's not really wrestling. He's not really the focus of the shows right now. So you mean to tell me that, Basically, the main event of SmackDown and Raw every week was not enough for you to stay? You mean to tell me that you think... I don't know why they're upset. I get they're upset. They're tag team champions. But you mean to tell me that they turned down championship opportunities probably close to main event of Hell in a Cell? Not the main event, but high on the card. They'll probably main event in Raw every week. They'll be main event SmackDown every week. That's not enough for them? I don't fucking get it. I don't understand it. And I guess if, yes, they were going to start losing afterwards, maybe I can understand it. But I, to me, it, it makes no goddamn sense. This is. Yeah, I mean, from the reports, I don't think they, they're. I mean, they put over people all the time. That's Naomi's job, basically, in this company is to put people over. And uh, so I don't think that they were really upset that they were going to have to put people over after they lost the, the championship matches. Yeah, I think they were upset that the. That the tag team titles are going to be an afterthought. So, and, yeah. in an update to this story, uh, Dave Meltzer has reported that supposedly Naomi's contract is up very soon. So is Sasha. So is Sasha. So is this them trying to just get a new contract? This is the hell, man. This is a hell of a way to make WWE have faith in you as a fucking performer by walking out. I under, I am. Here's the thing. I completely understand standing up for yourself. I completely understand going into Vince and telling him, I want more opportunities. I want this. I want this. But leaving in the middle of the show is so unprofessional and the worst way to go about doing this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All we, he didn't leave middle of the show. He just told him, I'm leaving. And Tony Storm, I had the same reaction to Tony Storm. You know, she left, fucking got a plane ticket and left. So unprofessional. You got a problem. I understand it. But you're in a business. If I walked out of my job yet tomorrow, if I just said, fuck it, mid my shit, walked out, guess what? They're going to fire my ass. I'm not going to have a job anymore. They're not going to leverage with me and be like, oh, what do you want? No, they're just going to fire me. That's unprofessional. That's not the way you do things. Austin walked out, and, and you know, they put out this statement, which we'll get to about their side of the story. 
And everyone's like, oh, they never do this. They don't put out these statements. Bullshit. Vince McMahon went out on the middle of a Monday Night Raw broadcast and fucking laid into Stone Cold Steve Austin for leaving. Did you, I know a lot of people are yelling if I don't remember that. But he basically ripped Stone Cold a new one for walking out in the middle of the show. So this is they have precedents for doing this. They, they've done this before with people who've walked out because it's unprofessional and it's not how you should handle things. I'm sorry. I know people are standing with them and saying, stand up for what's right. And, and, and you know, you deserve better. And they, maybe they do, but they were fucking tag team champions. I mean, I, I don't understand why people are so, well, you know what I mean? Why they feel well, like they like haven't said, been booked right. They, they want their champions. <laughs> I, yeah. I, this like, whole thing. Until is, we, I don't know if we'll ever find out what uh, what those plans were for them after those those matches. I don't know if that's ever going to come out. So it'll be hard yeah. to say. It'll be hard to say exactly why they did what they did, unless they tell us after they if they if their contracts are reportedly almost up and they both leave and they hit the dirt cheap and tell yeah. us what happened. Maybe they will know, but other than that, I don't think we're ever going to really it's, find out. If what's reported is true that you were – and same with Tony Storm when she left. You're doing line for a pay-per-view championship match, and then you walk yeah. out. To me, that not that what everybody wants, to be the in championship matches and the focus of a show and on the pay-per-views? Isn't that what you want? How is that not being respected as a tag team champion uh-huh. when they're telling you, we're going to put you on pay-per-view against the champions? And I think, in my opinion, I think it was going to lead to Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. getting involved in those matches, costing them the match, and then at Money in the Bank, they would defend the tag team titles against Nikki H. and Dewdrop. I think that was the plan. That was the direction they were going to go. And for some reason, Sasha and Danobi did not like it. Even though you were getting put on pay-per-view, the women have been mainly eventing Raw every week because there's no champion. So you mean to tell me Naomi turned down main eventing Raw every week? Yeah, blows my mind. And again, it is is pretty crazy. I don't, and 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 Sasha has a history of doing this stuff. She's blocked WWE before on Twitter. She's went on Twitter before when she wanted to get fired a few years ago, and she badmouthed Vince McMahon. And but then they rehired, they brought her back, and then she was saying, "Oh, Vince McMahon's the greatest," and blah 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 blah. I don't know. I don't understand. I I I don't know, man. This whole thing just confuses me completely, and I just. I, I, I don't know. If, if, I know if it was me and they were telling me, hey, you're a tag champion, but you're going to get a title shot, I'd be like, hell yeah. Fuck it. I mean, before yeah. in the Attitude Era and before, the tag team champions were never respected. They would be put out there against the world champion in a handicap match and lose. So, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, I... I... I I, I, like I said, we don't know. We don't know what the what the plans were, why they're so upset. But so yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. The um, uh, the official WWE statement uh, that they put out again. I don't know if this is true. This is what they're saying. This sounds very ups. This is a statement where Vince was pissed, and this is his word. Yeah, this was pretty hastily done too. It was. It was. It, it, they they put this out during the show. Yeah. Um, so this is what it says. When Sasha Banks and Naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon, they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's Monday Night Raw. 
During the broadcast, they walked into WWE head of talent relations, John Laurinaitis' office with their suitcases in hand, placed their tag team championship belts on his desk, and walked out. They claimed they weren't respected enough as tag team champions. And even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, even though they'd had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence. Monday Night Raw is a scripted live TV show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. We regret we were unable to deliver as advertised tonight's main event. And again, that's where I say call this completely unprofessional because you have a contract, you are expected to show up and do your job, and they said, fuck it, we're not doing that. And they made them rewrite a show in the middle of the show. And you could tell it was all just go out there and say something about this, go out there and do this. And Oscar and Becky did their best to have a match, but it didn't work out because they didn't, they weren't expecting to have a singles match. Yeah. So they didn't just, you know, they didn't just completely, uh, they, they, they ruined the show. They didn't, it just wasn't on them. You know, they, they affected their coworkers. They affected everybody involved. So again, I, I don't, I don't hate Sasha Banks, but right now I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so speaking of Raw, Ryan, how, what about the rest of Raw? Is it any good for you? Um, we had, we had another decent Riddle match. Uh, he's he's turning into the workhorse of uh, WWE. Yeah, he he he's got good matches ever. Um. Oh, they they started to show off with a cage match between Omos and Lashley. This ending confused me. So. It was two big men in the cage. Can't expect much out of it, right? It's it's gonna be, it's gonna be what it is. But almost slams Lashley through the cage, and Lashley's laying on the cage now. Almost just stands there. He didn't know what to do, and Lashley gets up and walks through the floor, and he wins. Yeah. So, shouldn't have almost just got out of the cage. Well, not only that. It, it, it took too long. Like, it'd been different if it just like was pretty short, but he sat there for a while. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Made him look, made him look like a dumb dumb. Um, Cody challenged Seth Rollins to a match inside Hell in a Cell. Rhodes accepted. So, I guess, or Rollins accepted. So, I guess we're going to, you know, match number three inside Hell in a Cell. Um, the AJ Bauer and Judgment Day feud continued. Um, Liv Morgan has now joined Styles and Finn to even the odds. So there you go. And they beat Los Lotharios, who were SmackDown team, but apparently they're on Raw now because I guess that shit don't matter anymore at all. Yeah, what the hell is up with that? Um, Alexa Bliss beat Sonya again. That's about it. Mustafa Ali is in a feud with four different people at one time, apparently. Yeah, and if I remember, isn't Sonya Deville a SmackDown person too? Well, she's now not an she's an, not no longer an official, so I don't know anymore. Yeah, but she was wasn't she on SmackDown when she was wrestling? Well, she got fired. Uh, Remember, yeah. It was loser leave, so I guess she came back to her. I don't know, Nathan. <laughs> but apparently, uh, Mustafa's in a feud with Miz, all uh, Theory and Champa all at the same time, and now Beer Mahan, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I, yeah. I. I yeah. <laughs> Throw, throw them all in there. Jesus Christ. Uh, Raw was not great. Uh, no, it was not great. It was not, not great, great but obviously, again, chaos was ensuing during this show, and no one knew what was going on, and 
the announcers didn't know what was going on, and you had Corey yeah. Graves shit on Banks and Sasha, or saying Banks and Naomi, saying they unprofessionally walked out. Um, again, back to that though, there are people <laughs> saying it's a work. Uh, Road Dog and Bully Ray have been on their podcasts and the radio shows and saying that they think it's a work, but I can't see this being a work. And what the only way it would be a work is if it's a way for Naomi to join the bloodline. Because she yeah. basically says Sasha, Sasha manipulated me in the leaving and I'm I got, you know, blah blah blah. But it's just like if this is a work, this is one of the this is like a huge thing that it'd be trying to pull here. Yeah, because you're you're basically putting the reputation of Sasha Banks and Naomi on the line to do a work, because you've got a lot of people on the internet basically telling them fuck them, we don't want them back, we don't care about them, they they are unprofessional, get them out of here. And I know you know that's you're putting the reputation on the line as being crybabies and not getting what they want and just leaving essentially. So I don't know. Yeah, that's not good. Doesn't seem like the best way to go about doing a storyline like this if it's a storyline. So I don't think it's, Not I think all. this is real. I feel like this is real. Um, again, we'll see what happens. I don't know if they're going to get re signed now. I mean, they might, like, you know, they might freeze their contracts. They could. Which means they could uh, sit there. Now, so, yeah. who knows? So, what, what about NXT, Ryan? Was it any better than Raw? Uh, you know, I. I didn't hate this show. Uh, some of the women's matches were something. Um, yeah. This show was not terrible. Um, we had tag team match. Uh, wrestled. I guess you could say that was wrestling. Uh, she certainly was in a ring with ropes um, and, and doing stuff. Um, yeah. This <laughs> um. Legend ended up being Tatum Paxley in the first round of the women's breakout tournament. This was not good. Uh, Legend won with what they call a pump kick, but uh, (laughs) yeah, Tatum Paxley. I was actually kind of I like her. I think she she just got you know she was decent. She was good, but she was working with Lash Legend, so she needs a different name because that is not a name. (laughs) You've never you don't like the name Tatum Paxley. That is, that's either one of those are real names. Um, Cameron Grimes okay. and Solo Sokoa defeated uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams in a tag team match. That was kind of, um, I guess, it, I don't know if this was supposed to happen or it just kind of happened because they all just kind of came out. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but it was a decent match. Give this way to kick off the show. Um, we had Joe Gacy cutting more of his weird ass promos. I don't think they know what they want him to be. So he challenged him to a match at In Your House, which is their next, I guess, pay-per-view. It's actually going to be a pay-per-view event or premium live event. Uh, Gacy challenged him to a match where if Braun gets disqualified, he loses the title. So this blood feud, this feud that is so crazy that they're going to have a match. Just a match. <laughs> yeah, you would think it would have had a little bit of... But is this going to be a match where it's... Is it a match where Joe Gacy can do what he wants and break her? But is it just a normal match? I don't know. They didn't really specify. Because Gacy said that... They did not. I don't know. 
So I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So if, if Braun gets disqualified, he's going to lose the title. So again, they're just going to do a match when they should have like a street ah. fight or last man standing or something like that. But no, just a match. <laughs> I'm, surpri- I'm surprised you said last man standing, right? I know how much you love those matches. Well, I hate those matches because they're being overdone lately, but this kind of warrants it. They're the fucking Braun Breaker wants to kill him. I mean, you know? Yeah. Uh, also on this show. Stupid. Yeah. Also on this show, we had a, a diamond mine. Uh, they they took on the War Raiders again, Ryan. And this yeah. time, they got beat. So the Viking Raiders got the win. And welcome to fifty fifty booking, Creed Brothers. Yeah. It was a good match. It was kind of just like the other one. Uh, a lot of a lot of throws and a lot of punches. And uh, a lot of- this one. But it wasn't yeah, as good. This one was- oh, you got muted. You got muted. Um, yeah, Nathan got muted. So, yeah, this one wasn't as good. Um, there was one spot in this match where... One of the Creed brothers went up top. I don't know which one it was. It was one of them. And he did his cannonball dive off the top um, to everybody on the floor. And they kind of missed him. And he went, like, legs first in a cannonball position onto the ground. And it looked like he destroyed his knees and just fucked his knees up. Um, That was nasty. Um, But, yes, the Viking Raiders win. I don't know where this heads. They got into it with um, Roderick Strong at one point. So. Um, uh, Grayson Waller defeated Andre Chase. Andre Chase, I you said it, and I think I agree. There's no way Andre Chase is ever getting called up. I I don't see that. If he does, he's just gonna be a manager. There's yeah. no way he's ever. Gonna... Um, the other women's breakout tournament, we had Roxanne Perez taking on Kiana James. Kiana James' char- uh gimmick or character is she's smart apparently. Uh-huh. But she got beat. She got beat. She said she's su- – uh, yes. Uh, so, Roxanne Perez moves on. This is – I like Roxanne. Uh, you know, Roxy, whatever you want to call her. I like her. I think she's got potential. She's super young, so. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, Nathan Frazier and Wesley had a match that was interrupted by Von Wagner, and I don't know who won this one because they didn't really say. No, they didn't, and Von and, Wagner uh, destroyed them. Um, well, he threw Lee, put him up in a press slam, and threw him out of the ring onto the announce table. Yeah, that, he took the worst. That was the worst bump I've ever that seen. That was nasty. I mean, I've never seen that before. <laughs> like, that was that was just gross. Um, yeah, I don't know what was the point of this. Is it going to lead to just Fraser and Lee being a tag team? I think so. Great. But it's a weird way to get there. Yes. Uh, they ran into Songa afterward, and I don't know what Songa's new character is. Is he uh, a businessman now? Apparently, he's a businessman, but I have no idea what he was saying. So. Yeah. Uh, in your main event, Santos Escobar versus Tony D'Angelo, your favorite. This, your favorite God, feud, Nathan, how many, continued. How many times are we going to see this match? 
Um, oh, by the way, uh, Tant- uh, Tony and Angel's goons got um, got some names now. Um, huh. Stacks and what was it? <laughs> two dimes. Two dimes and right? stacks. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, uh, Santos Escobar ended up winning this match. This was a decent match, though. I'll give D'Angelo a lot of... I like D'Angelo. The character sucked. But he's decent in the ring. Um, this was a good match. Um, uh, Santos Escobar ended up winning with a loaded punch. I don't know. It was He grabbed some brass knucks. Um, and one yeah. Some brass knuckles. And then uh, he ended with another Joe Gacy promo. Yeah, it was even weirder than all the others. So okay. he basically said that he knows um, Braun Breaker's every move, and he knows he can get uh, he can get that uncontrol- uncontrollable rage out of him, and that's how he's going to make sure he loses the title. So that whole match is basically going to be Joe Gacy doing everything in his power to get Braun Breaker to break the rules. Yeah, that sounds very so, entertaining. Sounds like a very very good main event match for a pay per view. <laughs> yeah. I just swear to God. So bad. Uh, uh, let's go to AEW, Ryan. The first hour of this show was great. This was a show, yeah, this was a show of two hours. Uh, it started off really good, and then it fell down a cliff hard in that second hour, and I didn't like it. Yeah. So we started off with the Owen Hart Foundation first-round match, Samoa Joe versus the, the Joker. Who could it be? Plenty of names out there. Johnny Gargano, Cesaro, Chris Hero. You never know who it could have been. Um, it was Johnny Elite. Yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, a lot of people were upset because they were hoping it was going to be somebody that was going to stick around, you know. But I, you know, Samoa Joe, you know, I guess they could have had a, one of those interference type things, but they don't really do that in AEW. Yeah. So Joe was probably going to win this match, and, you know, it was um, a good person to bring in to get beat. There were a couple spots was, here that, Johnny missed. He went for some diving, flipping. Yeah, it was the sideways dive that he did. To the floor, and Joe wasn't really there. Kind of just crashed straight down. Then he went for a 450 where Joe was all the way across the ring, and he didn't make it. He made knees first and then kind of fell into him. Didn't look very good there. Um, but Joe won with the muscle buster. Afterwards, Sanjay Jutt and Jay Lethal run down to beat down Joe. Um, but then Christian and Jurassic Express make the save. For whatever reason. Yeah, I don't know why they came out. Uh, then there you go. Um, the Hardy Boys and the Young Bucks got into it backstage. So here we go. You know, might as well. Yeah. Need to do it eventually. Jeff Hardy has about three matches left. So we might as well do it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next match Hangman Adam Page with Kanasuke Takeshita. Um... What did you just say? <laughs> Uh, CM Punk was on uh, commentary for this match, and Hangman's apparently a heel now. Kind of turned heel last week, and I guess he's just fuck it. I guess I don't know what the hell, man. I, he might be a heel until this match, the, the the title match is over. Maybe um, this was this was decent, really good match. Uh, I, the more I see of Takesha, I think is his actual name. Uh, the more I see yeah, of him, the, uh, the more I see of him, the more I actually like him. Um, but again, he's hasn't won a match yet, so <laughs> on TV. Um Hangman hits the buckshot and then hits him with a go to sleep while staring straight at CM Punk. Right. 
and then they just got into each other's face, and then, then nothing happened. Yeah, it was a really, really good match. Really good match. Very good. Uh, the Joe match, like I said, I liked it too. Uh, we also had the announcement that um, apparently uh, after – oh, we had a match, but it was a squash match with uh, – Yeah, we and Swerve beat Anthony Henry and yeah. J.D. Drake. Easily, handily, should have, that's the way it should have been done. Yeah. Very good. And uh, and then afterwards, we got the announcement they're going after the tag titles, Ryan. But uh, Christian basically uh, said, no, we're going to have you go after them. But also, we're going to have uh, Team Taz. Team Taz. So, holy shit. Uh, so, Christian can just make matches? I guess. Apparently, and he's getting, I'm telling you, he's getting old Jungle Boy into all kinds of trouble yeah. here because he so, also said on uh, Rampage that he wants Jungle Boy to take on Swerve. So, yeah. Good job, Christian. Just feed so, him to the wolves. Yeah, so uh, we in, we got on the mic after this and said they were a top five ranked teams, and then Ricky Starks and um, Hobbs came out and talked to them, and then they both said they needed tag team title matches, and then, yeah, like you said, I, I think this is a slow burn for Christian to turn heel um, and turn oh, on, yeah. on Jungle Boy. Could happen during this match. You never know. It could. Um, it could. But yeah, like I said, he keeps getting Jungle Boy and some shit. Um, yeah. Then we had a Chris Statlander and Red Velvet interview. This was not good. Neither one of these women should ever talk. No. Um, that was bad. Um, and then we had the MJF, Sean Spears, Wardlow segments where he whipped him with the belt. This, one, this wasn't horrible because it didn't last that long. Yeah. It was actually pretty good. Um, he whipped him and then he got in and war there was no selling all of it, so MJF just went ape shit on him, losing his mind, and Sean Spears had to calm him down. And Sean Spears laid in the laid in the shots with the belt. Um and then right before the last one, um MJF kicks him in the butts. And then uh yeah. choking him with the belt. MJF hit him with the ring and the jaw, and then Sean Spears hit a Death Valley driver. MJF count the pin. This is leading to them having a cage match. Sean Spears and Wardlow next week on Dynamite. All right. I like this. I like this. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Ray, well, before that, Rapongi Vice cut a promo, and they said they're basically coming for every tag team champions. Hey, that's what you do, man. That's what you do. Hey, I liked it. O'Reilly uh, and Phoenix. I, I do think it's kind of weird, though, that he just said, fuck Chuck Taylor. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> Rapongi Vice are back full time. So I guess no more best friends. <laughs> Oh, I guess Chuck Taylor's probably going to be the next one to get really uh, – they're not going to renew his contract, probably. Probably not. Uh, O'Reilly and Phoenix in another first-round match of the Owen Hart Celebration Tournament. Great match. Clash of styles. We had Phoenix with the the Lucha style and O'Reilly with the MMA style. They they worked well together. Nothing bad to say here. Um, I didn't didn't know who was going to win this one. Yeah. Um, But O'Reilly did win with a cross arm bar, so O'Reilly moves on and – Heading to a potential O'Reilly Adam Cole showdown. I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> then it went downhill, folks. Yeah. Because we had the never ending Jericho Appreciation Society and BCCBB whatever Backpool Combat Club um segment. This went on forever. It it literally went on like 20 minutes. It's just insane. And all it was of them just talk, stumbling over words. So I, it, it was it, bad. It ended with Jericho saying they were going to do another stadium stampede, and then uh, 
Moxley cut him off and said, we're not doing that shit. Um, and then basically challenged him to just a 10-man fight, essentially. All right. And, uh, yeah. And then Brian and Eddie get into a match, shoving match. Because basically Eddie called him out, and I don't know what happened here. <laughs> this was apparently was, it, it's supposed to be Jericho getting in their heads, and they're all fighting yeah. each other. Yeah. It was it was not not very well executed. Uh, then after that, Ryan, oh, we had uh, God. we had a women's talking segment that was really bad, also. Well, with, no, uh, before that, we did have the Joker match. Yeah, yeah, the women's. I try to block that out of my mind. Uh, Britt Baker took on who Macchiato. Yes, Maki Ito. Maki Ito. She was in comedy mode for this match. What a way to She's honor always... Owen. What, what a way to uh, to honor Owen Hart by having some chick not take yeah. it seriously at all. Yeah, she is in. She's always in comedy mode. So as soon as I uh, saw her, I was like, God damn it! Yeah, this was terrible. And Britt Baker beat her very bad. quickly. So yeah, this was this was bad. Uh, Every match in this tournament on both sides has been pretty well good matches. And then this until one. Until this one. Uh, Tony Storm came out afterwards, and they had a stare down because they wrestle next week in the next match. Um, and then we had Serena Deeb come out. Well, Tony Schiavone came out, and then Serena Deeb interrupted her. Um, I don't know what happened with Serena Deeb, but I thought she, she used to be talk. able to talk, but she could not talk here. She was stumbling over all of her words. I don't know what was she was actually trying to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, he called out Dustin Rhodes for some reason. Yeah, um, I guess he's training Thunder Rosa, but Thunder Rosa, yeah, she's got the bad acting going for her, and this was bad. So, uh, by the way, all of this we just talked about happened in 30 minutes. Yeah, because that fucking segment between this Jericho Appreciation Society and Regal's group went on for like 30 minutes. So they had 30 minutes to do two matches and this segment. It was bad. Then we had Adam Cole and Jeff Hardy in the tournament semifinals. Cole attacked them before the match, so great. <laughs> yeah, this match was not very good. Um, Jeff Hardy went for a whisper in the wind, and you know Adam Cole's gimmick, or one of his gimmicks, it's supposed to be that he has great timing. That he can hit that super kick out of nowhere. And he can hit it perfect and all that crap. Uh, he Jeff Hardy went for a whisper in the wind. And he didn't even connect on it at all. He was supposed to apparently kick him in the head, but he yep. didn't even come close. The okay. announcers tried to sell it like he did, but he did well, not. It was ugly. Speaking of the announcers, uh, Tony Giovanni says, we've just got word that no matter how long this match goes, we're staying with it. It went over before 10 o'clock. Yeah. So they hyped it like we're going to go into extra overtime. And this match was over in like five minutes. So. Uh, yeah, it was Cole pretty won. bad. Uh, after the match, we got a brawl with Matt Hardy. And then the Young Bucks appear. And then Sting and Darby appear. And then all Red, and then Red Dragon appear. Sting well, got them all off by himself for a bit, which was really <laughs> annoying. Yeah, that was annoying. The young bucks but hit him also, with super kicks to the shoulder. Yeah, I was gonna say that, that nobody can hit a super kick on this show. Apparently, well, did they're it. all so fucking short. Yeah, they couldn't even get high enough to kick Sting in the head. They kicked him in his shoulder. Sting sold it, and then they were gonna 
like they put the the chair on his leg and Sting's leg, but then they cut the feed. So I don't know what happened. So. No, they 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 hit it. They showed it, yeah. What a terrible ending to this show. Yeah, it was bad. It was they all rushed stupid, too. They hit those stupid knees on one as on somebody. They was on Sting. Those, they did that. They did the BTD trigger on Sting, and I can't believe Sting is agreeing to do this stupid shit. Well, that 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 move is the dumbest move. They don't even try to even make it look good. Oh, it's terrible. If if you're gonna do a move that you think is too dangerous to actually do it, then why even do it? Yeah, it was this. This was not a good ending. Like I said, the first hour was good. Second hour. Just it was bad, and they had two matches yeah. in an hour, and it was just not good. They were they were on pace to have probably one of the best dynamites in history, and then they, yeah, it just completely. Yeah. We had two matches in thirty minutes, and each match went what seven minutes? <laughs> yeah, it was ugly. And they took a commercial uh, break during each one of them. So yeah, let's go to let's go to Thursday, Ryan. Yes. Maybe we can wash our palate of that last hour. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we had a dog collar match on NXT UK. Oh. Um, but first, we start things off with, uh, with, with, the women, with the women's tag team match. Zaya Brookside and Eliza Alexander versus Amal and Angel Hayes. Um, Support star. With Zaya and Eliza getting the win. Is Zaya getting pushed here? Is she going to be the next challenger for the women's title? She's I mean, winning she a lot. should. She's been, there. she's been there the whole time. She's been winning a lot lately, and she's a heel now. So, um, so yeah, they cheated to win. Uh, Dave Mastiff took on, and Jack Stars took on D- Dai Familia, um, with which Rohan Rajah and uh, um, Teoman. Um, when Di Familia wins at the TMN Pin Stars. Thank God. Kenny Williams defeated Josh Morrell. That's I mean it was a match. <laughs> no, that was storyline. Yeah. It was just a match. In your main event, Eddie Dennis versus Wild Boar in a dog collar match. Uh, I didn't know the feud was still going. Wild Boar came back like last week, two weeks ago, and uh, took out Dennis because Dennis turned his back on him years ago. It feels like now. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long damn time ago. Um, Boar won this match after making him tap out with a chain-assisted crossface, and that was the end of the match. All right. How come that always ends with a chain? chain every dog collar match, they use the chain, and I get that's the gimmick, but every match ends the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Impact, we had some, we're heading to Slammiversary, which is June 19th, so we're about a month away from Slammiversary. So we're heading, we're getting some uh, some, uh, some qualifying matches and stuff like that, including a qualifying match kicking off the show. Ultimate X will be returning for the Exhibition Championship. So we had a qualifying match, Speedball Mike Bailey versus Laredo Kid. Um, you know, these two have a good match together. Wouldn't expect it any other way, you know? Yeah. Um, with Mike Bailey getting the win, qualifying for Ultimate X. That could be crazy with him and Ultimate X. Um, roll up victory. Yeah, probably. I was kind of kind of hoping for Laredo Kid, but yeah. I know he's not an actual Impact wrestler. So, uh, six Diva 
six knockout, sorry, six knockout match as Taya, Jordan Grace, and Mia Yim took on Deanna Perrazzo, Tasha Seals, and Savannah Evans. Yeah, Mia Yim is back. Yeah. Um, and she picked up the victory. Uh, Valkyrie hit a sliding German and then right into eat defeat for the victory. Um, they pinned Savannah Evans, who, of course, is the one that gets pinned because she's the one that always gets pinned. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Good Brothers took on the OGK, this Bullet Club uh, Honor No More segment. Feud just keeps happening. I don't know if this is ever going to end. Uh, Good Brothers get the win. Again, I don't know who the face and the heel are in this feud. I don't um, know. Do you think that some of these ROH guys are kind of – do you think they're happy that they, they signed with Impact? Or do you think they once they realized Tony Khan bought ROH and he might do something with it, they were probably like, ah, we probably should have waited. Yeah, they're probably not too happy considering they just they're in this never ending feud and they they're fifty fifty booking them, you know, like they win yeah. they lose they win they lose. Uh, then in this match, Maria distracts Anderson because of course she did. Uh, but Anderson yeah. moved out of the way. Bennett speared Maria, and then Anderson hit the gun stun to win. You know what I think should happen next in, the, in this feud since you know it's never ending. I think uh, the next match should end with uh, Anderson's super hot Asian wife getting the distraction for his team. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. I don't know. She's probably pregnant again, so. She might not be super hot. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> uh, Masha Slamovich won again very quickly. They're, they're doing the Goldberg push for her. Um, she keeps, just keeps winning. Uh, the fifth match, the Grisco's defending uh, the Impact World Tag Team titles against Violent by Design. Uh, Diener and uh, Doring uh, with the Briscoes getting the win. And that is your main event. That's the end of the show. I'm out of the match. Still blows my mind. Still blows my mind that Tony Khan didn't sign them. I know, I, know the, I know the higher up said they didn't want him, but you think he could have talked his way into that. Yeah, he's a good businessman. Um, after this match, they all be bound by design, gang up on the Briscoes. Josh Alexander storms in the ring to make the save as he will be defending the Impact World Championship against Eric Young at Slammiversary because that's who I want to see get another title opportunity. Yeah, that's not the that's not the the title match I would want for a, a big pay per view. Yeah. So your updated card: we got three matches currently announced. That's it. Uh, the so Queen. Just- the Moose queen. doesn't get another shot. Like what the hell? No, I guess yeah. He just he's, well, he's moved on to another feud with somebody else, isn't he? I don't know. I don't know. He uh, went on this show. We will be having the first ever Queen of the Mountain match for the Impact Knockouts title. Tasha Steele's defense against Perrazzo, Grace, Chelsea Green, and Mia Yim. And then the Ultimate X match currently qualified: Ace Austin, the champion, Kenny King, and Mike Bailey, with two more spots on the line. And then of course the world title: Josh Alexander versus Eric Young. I'm assuming more matches will be announced at some point. <laughs> you would think. I, I mean, nah, we uh, still got a, we still got a month. A month. We still got a month. Yeah, there's a month. I mean, if they're like WWE, they will have they won't announce any matches, and they'll have an eight match card, six match card. Yeah. <laughs> uh yes, wrestling is insane. Um. 
real quickly, um, Stephanie McMahon is taking a leave of absence from WWE. Yeah. Um, she says 100%. Uh, rumors are it's 100% her call. She's not, you know, this isn't like her being forced out. She's just she's in a spin torn home with her family. I'm assuming her and Triple H are just going to take a break from the hustle and bustle of the wrestling business. Well-deserved, I would assume. Okay. Yeah, good for them. And she's probably, you know, she has a lot on her plate, I would assume, every day. <laughs> Yeah. You know, they don't really need her, I don't think, anymore. Right maybe now. maybe this Sasha thing pushed her over the edge. Yeah, maybe this was it. Um yeah, that's the other big news this weekend. Uh, I don't know. Anything else? No, that's all I got. Um Yeah. Uh so uh that, that's gonna do it. Uh what's when's when's Forbidden Door? I, I think it's after after uh June 26th. Double or nothing. Yeah, June yeah. 26th. So, we got double or nothing first, which is very soon. Yeah, next, 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 not this weekend, but next weekend. Uh, double or nothing. Yeah, May 29th. Yeah, so next Saturday, next Sunday. Yeah, so we got to do our predictions next, next week. So, so next week, yes, we'll be doing our predictions for double or nothing. Should be a fun show. Um, a lot of stuff on the line, right? A lot of matches already announced, so should be interesting with the Owen Hart Cup matches and then the title matches and everything like that. I believe that Adam Cole is going to win the men's and Tony Storm is going to win the women. I, I think that right. I think that Ruby Soho is going to win. God, I think give it to Ruby Soho. Fuck that. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, again, this is an a tournaments for nothing. I mean. Yeah, just bragging rights. Just, just like the rights. just like the diamond, just like the ring, you know. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, we got that coming up next week, and maybe we'll get an update on the Sasha Banks Naomi set story, and uh, we'll talk about that next week as well. <laughs> yeah, that's why I think Soho and uh, Cole are going to win them because then they can say they have they've won something, but they are not going to get their hands on the titles anytime soon. So, <laughs> just saying. Yeah, I mean, very very I, possible. Kind of, kind of how uh, MJF has that ring. He, he can, he can always say he has yeah. that, but he's never won a belt. That's his thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it should be a fun show. A double or nothing, and then uh, after that, we'll have uh, Hell in a Cell. Uh, I think the next week yeah. after that. So, um, I think I actually don't know when Hell in a Cell is. <laughs> June fifth. Yeah. So it'll be the next week after that. Ah, back to back pay per view predictions, Nathan. So, all right, that's going to wrap this thing up. Uh, appreciate you listening. Again, we didn't go too in-depth on the shows, a lot of them, because we had the uh... – oh, damn it. We had we had my rant at the beginning of the show. Again, uh, if, you, if, you, if you listen to this, let me know. If you listen to this, if you disagree with what I've said or what we've said on this podcast, go ahead and hit me up. I would welcome to have a normal, nice conversation with people about uh, Sasha, Naomi, Ric Flair, whoever. Um, I enjoy that. Also, if you're listening to this on Saturday, check the replay of the trivia show again. I will be on there again defending my championship. So check that out. See if I can win. Um, check out the website, sspod.com, for all the latest updates, blogs, everything like that. Check Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Sabri ENT for all the latest and what I'm up to. Short videos on TikTok, tweets on Twitter, pictures on Instagram. You know the deal. And, of course, Facebook, it's Suplexes Scores and Save Points Podcast if you want to give us a like on there as well. 
Thank you for listening. We appreciate you all. For Nathan, I am Ryan, reminding you to always score if you can, save if you must, but always suplex when necessary. I'm going to do it for him. Later. <laughs>